0: welcome back to long journey i'm mary audrey
1: and i'm john
0: and today we have a special guest
1: oh we're so excited and i know he is excited to be here with us uh but we're doing our first uh, remote uh podcast with him not us because we're still here but yes. we're going to be talking with our good friend and uh jordan mac and cheese craft who is currently uh in virginia uh close to blacksburg virginia so he's actually going to be talking to us today about the um 2020 uh, virginia turkey season uh as he saw it through his eyes and uh we're going to get to that right now so jordan uh how are you doing today
2: i'm doing great john and mary audrey thank y'all for uh having me on today we are so great honor
1: (laughs) We're so excited uh, to have you uh, here with us and to talk about uh, the turkey season that that you've had and and some other experiences. And um, it, it, you know, it's always uh, really cool to to be able to to hear uh, turkey hunting stories. I hear them, you know, season long, and I love to hear them even after our season's close. So I live kind of basically vicarious, and that's a big word for Mary Audrey, Hi. vicariously through. Uh, other hunters who are actually getting to continue their hunting season, uh, but Jordan and I basically we talk every day through Marco Polo during well during the season it's every morning so uh, I I feel like I'm hunting right along with him so but anyway Jordan just uh, tell everybody basically uh, who you are how you got started into uh, turkey hunting and uh, how, you got to base, how did a Mississippi boy get to Virginia?
2: Yeah, so I uh, grew up in the Gulf Coast Mississippi. I never really did much trick counting growing up. Dad mainly did a lot of fishing. Um, got to Mississippi State with my undergraduate. And then I got in. Soon after I undergrad, I met y'all. I met y'all, I think, at First Baptist Church. Started to get to know y'all a little better. And I realized real quick, you were the most avid trick counter I think I'd ever met. And so she, you were always on me about going turkey hunting. And, um, I always said I wouldn't do it because I knew how addictive it was. And I was trying to get my masters. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't get involved in that. So I went kind of got towards the end of my masters and I finally caved in and, uh, bit the bull in the line. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. And, um, and, uh, so I started. So, right. The story is kind of my first experience was, I was going back to Montauk Mississippi when my wife was gone for Easter weekend. And uh, you gave me a choke. You gave me everything I needed. I think I bought a box call at Walmart. You gave me some shells, choke. I went to their property where they really have been seeing them. Didn't hear anything the first day. Second day was Easter morning. We went to church, came back home. And they were in the pasture. Ran out there real quick. Had no clue what I was doing. Called them straight in with a box call. Shot straight over the first gobbler three times, and uh, I missed, but I've been addicted ever since. And just because I'm from Virginia, work my PhD, I've been here for four years now, and I've been turkey hunting every season, every season since I've been here. So that's kind of where I'm at now, and kind of finishing up my career in Virginia.
1: The um. Well, and I, I we joked about this before we started recording, but um, I remember telling Leanne when y'all drove off and I'd given you that stuff. I said, He's either going to kill him or he's going to miss him. I, I guarantee you. There is no, I'm not going to go and not hear nor see anything. It's going one of the two things is going to happen because that's just the way turkey hunting is. So, uh, but anyway, um, you've been up there for how many years now, did you say? Four years. I've been four turkey seasons now. Okay, so four turkey seasons. Let's just talk um, about those turkey seasons and basically how you felt like they compared to this season. Maybe uh, start us off. You know, first season up there, and then move move along uh, through each one of those. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, when I first got up here, I just didn't understand. I hunt national forest here, and it's
0: extremely mountainous
2: big difference from what i came from in mississippi i didn't know much when i came up here about turkey hunt i would learned a little bit from you and just kind of gathered a little bit i didn't know what i was doing i had no clue um first season i got here turkeys were gobbling everywhere um now i didn't realize how great that was until the past couple seasons um I got close a couple times the first season, but I never was able to get on one because, again, I think I screwed up one I did anything. So, um, don't, anyways, don't, the first don't feel
1: bad. great. Hey, don't feel bad. We all still do that. I do
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned a lot. Second season, I was like, I am determined I'm going to get one, um, which I think was 2018, I think, spring 2018. Uh, pretty good goblet, I would say. Pretty good. Um, not as good as the previous year, but I would still say pretty good year. Found quite a few. Um finally got one on my birthday, May um, fifteenth. My first turkey I killed after my second year up here and uh was awesome. It was a great experience. But it, it gobbled pretty good that year. And typically here late season is when you are gonna get a gobbler. They they gobble a little bit early on in March and early April and they kinda of stop until kind of mid. Early May is when they picked back up again. Yeah, I got him. Last year, um, goblin was left. Um, it wasn't the greatest goblin. They said the patch wasn't the best. So we really didn't have, I don't think, as many two year old birds around here. And then rolling into this year was even worse gobbling wise and even seeing birds. Two weeks out here in Turkey, and I, I haven't done that. I've been here i the way through the state, possibly about one, even a faint gobble here in the mountains. You can hear them miles away, and this season I haven't heard that at all. I mean, it's been extremely quiet, and uh, I got on a couple this year, but at one close call early in the season when they were kind of gobbling um, that they shut up for you know mid April, mid to late April through really till now, I had not heard much. and season was definitely rough, and I've heard that from a lot of Virginia insects and hunters that it was definitely a rough season, but it makes sense, though, because when I read the data, it said it was a really bad hatch two years ago, and I just don't think there's a lot of two-year-old birds in the woods this year, but that's kind of a summary of the four seasons that I've I've
1: been here. You know, that was it's interesting. I've got a a friend, uh, another friend in Virginia, and he basically said the same thing uh you did in fact he killed his bird uh yesterday um so yeah so it it, he said it had been a rough season there as well So and i can't remember where he's exactly and he's not in your area but he's he's in another part of the state but uh but yeah so that's great that uh for you know of course that you've had four seasons up there. And I think that you've really had a course in fall hunting as well too. You've done some of that, which is, I would love to, you know, experience some of that as well. And of course we planned on coming up there and being with you this year, but that didn't pan out. We're not going to harp on that, but we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, That's a bad, we're not going there. Uh, but, but anyway, we're going to talk now. Okay. So today Was the last day of the season, right? Right. Today was the last day of everybody, I think. No, 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 (sighs) no. It's last day in Virginia. Jordan, take take us on because I can tell you're smiling. Take us on your last hunt, not only of the season, but quite possibly your last hunt in Virginia uh, as you're finishing out uh, your your uh, your doctoral degree there.
2: Yeah, it's been a season of—I'm not sure—I've been desperate this year, but it's definitely been a sense of urgency this season, wanting to get one more gobbler live in Virginia, finishing up my PhD. But uh, it's just—I guess I said earlier—it's been a rough season from a standpoint of gobbler, but the weather's been horrible this year: wind, rain, cold. It's been—it hasn't been many days where you can hear turkeys gobbling and stuff like that, which has made it even a little more depressing too. But so this morning, moving on to this morning, finally, the last day of the season, the weather this week has finally been nice, sunny, warm. I figured someone start gobbling. So I typically hunt national forests, but um, I'd hunted this past week, and I finally had access to some private land that I'd hunted once earlier this week. And I was like, well, I'm going to go back because he said there have been turkeys in this field all spring. Anyways, I get up this morning. I get to the in, do some out rooting Nothing, absolutely nothing, which I was really surprised I had not heard something. I figure out here why faint gobble. Well, it's like 6:15. I'm like, well, I'm gonna go and ease up to top of this ridge just to hear a little better. I get all the way up to that ridge, and I'm exhausted at this point of climbing up the mountains. I'm still not in shape, so I just sit down a log up there, and uh, I'm like, well, I'm gonna sit up here and see if I don't hear something gobble or just mainly to rest and to listen and i probably 20 minutes went by and i, I kind of it was kind of a i don't know depressing i was kind of having a moment of sadness like this is my last season here i'm not hearing anything and i was like i've loved my time here the mountains told me a lot about turkey hunting and then I don't know, I just was having something, just really enjoying the moment and kind of being sad because I'm like, well, I ain't nothing going to cobble. Well, after I'm having these thoughts, kind of going through this, there's a turkey that about knocks me off the ridge, gobbling on the adjacent ridge of me. Um, about scared me half to death. It has one of those thunder gobbles that make you jump almost. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's when it all started. i jump off the opposite side of the ridge I'm on because I'm like, he's close, you know, 40 yards maybe on the opposite ridge because pretty close. Thankfully, for the leaf being leafed out, I could jump off. Well, I jumped off the ridge, called a little bit, he'd come up there. I never heard anything. 15, 20 minutes went by. I heard him gobble further up the ridge. So I jump up and run because I don't want him to go over the top of the mountain. So I run as far as I can, and I think I'm pretty close to him. And it's exactly where the landowner told me where he had killed a pile of turkeys before. He called it the big rock. And sure enough, I actually kind of got too close to the I, I probably was a little too aggressive, a little too antsy. I, I wanted something to happen, I guess. But I think it was also being unfamiliar with the land. I got too close. Um, I'm like, well, I should be pretty close to where it was. And so I, I I'm, like, I'm going to get two trees closer. Well, as soon as I sat down at that tree, I heard putt. And I was like, oh no. And I heard a lot of putt last year, you know, to say the least. I thought I done blew it because I got too close. I just did some soft yelps and tried to settle him down. I couldn't see him. Um, and so he slowly became, I, pretty much, he came up right there. And I never, I didn't know it was Jake. Um, he started yelping, I Jake yelp. I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard that sound before. Uh, and I was sitting like, that's a turkey. He's right there. And I'm like, but he left the responding into my calling. And I finally got him a gobble. I leaned over my shoulder and did a soft yelp, you know, like I was kind of going away from him, and I got a gobble back. And I was like, well, he's right there. And I never thought it was Jake with his gobble, ever. It's kind of like a long tom. Well, so, as I'm sitting there trying to get him to come down, he's not moving. I mean, he's probably 50 yards on the other side of this big rock. Um, I hear hens coming down the mountain above him, and I'm like, I can see them coming. I'm like, great. And they're clucking, purring, yelping, making all kinds of noise. I'm like, so it went through my head, this could be good or bad. And I, I was basing good on the fact that I called in. Three consecutive days this past week I called in hens, looking, yelping, and I'm like, Well maybe they'll come straight to me. Well, sure enough, as soon as they got to him, I mean feline, straight to him. The hands brought him straight. They brought him straight to me on which I don't think typically happens in a turkey wood. But I, I could hear the footsteps coming around the rocks and I thought he was coming to the left, but he was coming to the right, and there was a tree in between us, so I couldn't see him. Literally, all I saw was a big redhead pop up in the grass, and I was like, "There he is!" And I—he was eight, eight, ten steps from me at this point. My was going through my head: "This is a hen. It's over. She's gonna bust me. Cause they're literally gonna step on me." So I pulled the trigger, and he went down. I think it was three other birds flew off. Um, it looked like that other Jake and two hens flew off, but I, I dropped him at eight steps. But man. <laughs> It, it was a great feeling getting that on the last day of the season, probably my last turkey season in Virginia. <laughs> Talking about a great feeling, it was probably one of the best feelings of I almost felt better than my first turkey, honestly. It was my first solo kill, um, and getting him to come down like that. It was awesome. I, I, I couldn't have a better feeling morning. It was an awesome morning, and I just sat up after that and just enjoyed my morning, just taking it all in. It,
1: it was awesome. Yeah, when I saw you on uh, saw you on Marco Polo this morning, I was like, you just take all the time in the world you need because that's what it's about. You know, I've I've hunted with people that it's all about to kill. And they, you know, you kill a bird and all they can think about is run and try to go kill another one. And to me, that's just not what it's about. To me, it's about you don't know when your last bird's gonna be. So you just take it all in and you just soak it in because that's what it's all about is that whole experience and that culmination of of all the things coming together, all that work and all that, that energy that you put into it and you deserve that time, you know? So yep. I, I, you just couldn't have put it in any better words and, and we couldn't be any happier for you. And, and closing it out like that. It's just one of those things. It's almost like you feel like it was just a, after the fact, you feel like it was just meant to be, which it's, it's it, exactly what it was.
2: Yeah, I, they was. it had to be because the way it gobbled, it knocked me off the ridge gobbling that close to me and me having that sense of like, why well, I'm not even going to hear anything this morning. Uh, it, it's just weird how
1: that happened. Oh, yeah. Well, we, maybe me and you will get back up there. You just need to come on back down here and, and we'll kill some birds down here together. Bring the baby too. Bring the baby. That's right. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Jordan, we certainly appreciate you uh, sharing your your seasons with us, as well as uh, great success you had this morning. And we're we're thankful for that. And uh, we hope you uh, much success uh, as always as you finish up your PhD there. And uh, don't forget to before you leave, get me a T-shirt size large. I want one that says "Put some put some wobble in your gobble." So before you leave there.
2: So. Oh yeah. Yeah, you will definitely have to make it up there one day. And uh, these are beautiful mountains to hunt. They're not very forgiving when it comes to turkey hunting. But I, the main guy that I've been here, Neil Nelson, I need to give him a shout out because he taught me a lot about turkey hunting in these mountains here. And he took me on a lot of hunts and definitely taught me a lot. You got me into it and kind of got me started in Mississippi. And he uh, definitely mentored me a lot and taught me hunt since I've been here and I, I probably wouldn't have gotten turkey this morning if he wouldn't taught me a lot. You know, being aggressive and getting to the turkey and how important that is in hunting. But no, it's oh no, I just I appreciate y'all having me on and I appreciate you always encouraging me turkey hunting and I wish we could have uh we just need to hunt more together, John. I mean make it down there
1: someday in Mississippi and get a lot more hunting to be fun. That, that's awesome. That sounds good. We'll give our love and hellos to your family and give us a give the baby a kiss for us and we hope to have you on again some other time on the long journey well
2: i appreciate Mary audrey and john for having me on today
0: thank you for being on here with us all right so this week our listener of the week is sam harden thank you for oh,
1: sam harden big shout out to
0: sam thank you for being here with us and Uh, We just wanted to ask y'all to like and subscribe to our Facebook. That's Long Journey. Our Instagram, that is Long Journey underscore 20. And
1: And we've got big news. If you hadn't seen it on Facebook, we're awaiting the email that we hope will come that will say we're going to get approved to Apple iTunes. So we hope to expand that. because I know Spotify may be a little hard for
0: y'all. But go ahead. and And... um. Spotify, if you can't listen on there, anchors free, I can post the link and it'll all our episodes will be on that link. And thank y'all for just listening and we'll y'all tune in next week.